Welcome to your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast with Deanna Hobbs, founder of Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, broadcasting live from our headquarters studios in Buffalo, New York. Visit us online at empoweringeverydaywomen.org. Today's inspiration is to remind you to pray the word. Growing up, my daddy always told me, Deanna, prayer changes things. This was more than a common quote or platitude. It penetrated the core of my being and taught me at an early age to believe that God is moved on his throne when I pray. And today he is sending me to confirm that when you pray the word of God and believe the promises of God, your petitions reach God. Good things are on the horizon for you and some of them will manifest quickly As you pray the word, you can rejoice knowing that your prayers are the catalyst for the miraculous changes you're about to see in your life. Welcome to this year Wednesday, October 18th, 2023 edition of your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast. My name is Deanna Hobbs, your bestie from Buffalo, your sister from another mister, your faith activator, bringing you the biggest smiles and the warmest greetings ever. I wonder if anybody else has got a praise in your heart and on your lips just thinking about the goodness of the Lord. It fires me up every time I reflect on just how awesome God has been to me. Before I get on the microphone in the studio, bestie, I say a prayer that God's anointing would permeate this place and be with us. For me, this isn't just a podcast, it's ministry. This broadcast is a resource that God uses to empower his people. Through it, he motivates you to do what he has called you to do. He saves the lost, he rejuvenates spirits and prepares hearts for great things to come. By pressing play, You are further developing your spiritual maturity because the word of God has that effect on each of us. It is impossible after you have opened your heart to receive the word of God for nothing to change. His word has transforming power. Amen. Speaking of the transforming power of the word, a precious member of our faith community named Janet, who is currently studying abroad in France, wrote into the ministry and said this, Hi, Deanna, I drifted away from God a long time ago, and it was the biggest mistake of my life. Mm. I love traveling the world, meeting new people and gaining different perspectives. Somewhere on my quest to increase cultural awareness, I got distant from God and deeper into new age theories and philosophies. I began dabbling in psychedelics like shrooms, and ayahuasca to tap into higher realms. This turned into using drugs to get higher highs, but I just ended up hitting rock bottom in the end. I thought I had gotten so far away from God that I could never get back. But slowly over the last four years, I have been seeking God's face. Your ministry has been a big part of my transformation and rededication to Christ Thank you for the way you teach scripture and the way you remind us all of God's love and mercy toward us. I love you and your ministry. As Mary said in Luke 1 and 46, my soul does magnify 
the Lord. What an awesome testimony just by being honest and transparent. I believe God is using you to help somebody see and know that Jesus is the only way. He is the answer. My, 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 I'm honored and humbled to be used by God as a vessel. Can we get a praise break right here? inspiring testimonies like this remind us that God is transforming lives through this ministry. We are grateful for your support that keeps these broadcasts available online as a free resource to help others grow in their faith. If you are being blessed and you believe in our mission to share the gospel, sow a seed of any size at empoweringeverydaywomen.org donate. Thank you for your generosity. Well, Daily Cut family, my heart is full, happy, and rejoicing. I'm ready now, as ever, to get into today's audio devotion, which is a companion to the written devotion of the day, available right now at yourdailycupofinspiration.com. You can also hear this broadcast, an absolutely free resource on select radio stations and wherever podcasts are heard. Before we get into this audio devotion, let's pray really quick. God, our Father, thank you for sending this precious person to press play on this podcast today. You have ordained that they listen as you prepare them to lay hold of their divine destiny. Please word my mouth, anoint my lips, use me in your service, and all the glory belongs to you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Bestie, this morning, My oldest daughter, Kyla, sent me the Bible verse of the day from 1 Chronicles 16 and 11 in the Amplified Bible, which says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually, longing to be in his presence. I told her how fitting it was that she sent me this passage because God had already been dealing with me about the power of prayer. In fact, It is the very thing he told me to share with my Daily Cup family today. I love when God sends confirmation, don't you? The morning began with me reading James 5 during my quiet time of prayer and devotion. Here in this biblical book, believed to be written by James, the brother of Jesus, a very prominent figure in the early Christian church, we find a wealth of information about prayer and its significance in the lives of Christians. In this chapter, James addresses a Jewish Christian community of believers facing various trials and challenges. He speaks directly to their struggles and encourages them to persevere and rely on prayer. I have always had a deeply profound respect for the power of prayer, but my understanding of its power went to a whole new level in 2011. Many people know my testimony, but some don't. In February of that year, really quickly, I fell at a skating rink during our oldest daughter Kyla's birthday celebration and broke my arm. It was such a severe break that I needed surgery to insert a metal plate and screws. After a successful surgery, things went haywire and I went into cardiac arrest. Doctor said I initially woke up from the procedure crying out in pain 
and my body began going into shock. A nurse whose face appeared blurry told me, calm down, you're going into shock. I need you to calm down and breathe. I tried to breathe. I tried so hard, but I could feel my breath leaving my body. God, please don't let me die. I was pleading. My heart rate spiked. I saw the faces of my four children flash before me. I heard myself take three final shallow breaths. And then a frantic voice shouted out, we've got a code blue. Though I was coding, I could still hear everything. This can't be happening to me, I thought. You know, have you ever had something so random and crazy happen to you that you couldn't wrap your head around it? To this day, whenever I talk about this experience, it's difficult to accept that my heart and breathing had actually stopped and resuscitation measures had to be taken to save my life. Just before everything went black and I woke up confused about why there were tubes everywhere, I heard the Lord say, you've got people praying for you. That was such a pivotal moment that reshaped my prayer life forever. Since that day, I have never viewed prayer the same way. It is not just a spiritual practice believers should engage in to be pious. It is a powerfully miraculous tool in our spiritual arsenal that can change the course of our destiny and reverse what the enemy meant for evil. You can aim your prayers like arrows and hit your targets knowing that God himself will intervene. Prayer revives, prayer heals, prayer sets free, prayer summons God's power. In James 5.17, we see something else prayer does. It opens the heavens. This verse says, he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain. The he James is speaking of is Elijah the prophet in 1 Kings 18. This historical Old Testament account is set in a time when King Ahab, one of the evilest kings in Israel's history, ruled over the northern kingdom of Israel. His wife Jezebel, an exceedingly wicked pagan princess, had led the people of Israel into idol worship because of their sin of idolatry and spiritual adultery. God cursed the land causing a severe drought. Against the backdrop of famine and drought, an infamous showdown between the prophets of Baal and Elijah took place. This resulted in God raining down fire from heaven, the prophets of Baal being executed, and the people witnessing all of this, declaring that the Lord, he is God, according to verse 39. Now, after this spiritual cleansing, spiritual transformation and renewal, The conditions were finally right for God to show the people mercy. He opened the heavens and rained on the parched land for the first time in three and a half years. When James 5 and 17 notes that the heavens opened in response to Elijah's prayer, I want you to notice something critically important. Listen, if you go back to the very first verse in this 18th chapter of 1 Kings, just indulge me for a moment. You'll notice that God made Elijah a promise. He said, go and present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the land. Therefore, when Elijah prayed for rain, he was simply praying the will of God based on the promise God had already made to him. Friend, when you pray, 
Pray the will of God. Pray the promises of God. Pray the word of God. In Jeremiah 1 and 12, God said, I watch over my word to perform it. You know, there is this troubling trend in the church that I feel led and compelled to address here. There are some people who wrongly teach us that you can pray anything you want and place a demand on God and he must do it because you believe him for it. This erroneous doctrine is found nowhere in scripture. And if you buy into it, it will set you up for disappointment. It's sort of like the name it and claim it or the confess it and possess it theories. Neither of these is accurate nor biblical. When we pray, For it to be effective, what we ask for must be in alignment with God's will, anchored in God's word, and consistent with God's promises. Some people get excited when they read James 5 and 17 about Elijah being human, just like us, and praying for rain and God responding. But they neglect the fact that God already spoke a word promising to send rain in 1 Kings 18 and 1. Don't make that mistake. Be clear that Elijah was simply praying for God to honor his word, which is something the Lord always does. Oh, bless his name. Numbers 23, 19 asks, has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? The answer is never, because as the first part of this verse notes, God is not a man that he should lie. Now. Having established that, we can get excited about this historical event in 1 Kings 18 in the right context. In verses 41 through 45, we observe that there was a process of getting to the promise. Even after God said he would open heaven and Elijah believed it, there was a delay. Six times, Elijah sent his servant out toward the sea to look for any evidence at all that God's promise for rain would manifest. The servant saw nothing, and each time, Elijah told him to go back. But on that seventh time, somebody say the seventh time, the servant had a different report. He didn't say that he saw rain, but rather he said, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. That was enough evidence for Elijah because he already knew, based on the promise of God in verse 1, that the rain was coming. I just wonder if I've got anybody here listening to this Daily Cup of Inspiration that knows that the rain is coming because God made a promise. Right now, you don't see any change and there's really no indication of what God said coming to pass, but you know that because he said it, he's going to do it. You can get excited about that. So after Elijah's servant saw that cloud, Elijah told King Ahab to saddle up and get going so he wouldn't get caught in the rain. I always love that. And beneath a blackened sky, Ahab's chariot pulled by stallions pushed through heavy winds and rain. Elijah, the prophet and prayer warrior, strengthened by God's power, was on foot and managed to outrun Ahab's chariot for several miles, even beating the horses to the entrance of Jezreel. My husband, Kenya, was once an incredible distance runner in high school. When we first started dating in the mid-90s, I marveled at all the trophies and awards at his house. And in his heyday at Bennett High School, where we both graduated from, 
Kenya was co-captain of both the track and field and cross-country teams, and his exceptional leadership and speed helped his team become the first City of Buffalo public school team to go to the New York State Cross-Country Championships. It was so cool for our city. Then, in 2013, Kenya was inducted into the Bennett Sports Hall of Fame. He just turned 51 a week ago, and though he's fit, he can't run as fast as he used to. (laughs) Sorry, bae, you can't. However, it looks like Kenya passed that gift of speed on to our oldest son, Kadar, who is a running back on his college football team. Our 20-year-old takes off like a rocket. Even so, as fast as Kenya could run the one mile and two mile back in the day, And as swiftly as our son can get down the field, neither of them has ever run as fast as Elijah the prophet did in 1 Kings 18. Many Bible scholars agree that Elijah ran for at least 15 miles and some say up to 25 miles. Just for comparison, on average, horses run 25 to 30 miles per hour, while the fastest ones can get up to speeds of 55 miles per hour. For reference, Usain Bolt who is regarded as the greatest and fastest sprinter of all time, is famous for running 27.8 miles per hour in less than 10 seconds. Wow, right? But he has never sustained that speed for a full 15 miles like Elijah did. How did Elijah do that? Verse 46 answers that question. It says, the hand of the Lord came on Elijah. In this verse right here, Hand is Hebrew for an open hand, indicating power, means, and direction. In other words, this passage tells us that God's hand was open to Elijah, giving him the supernatural power, the means, and the direction he needed to do what would otherwise be impossible for humans. I love that God's open hand was upon Elijah just as God was opening the heavens. When God opens his hand, bestie, the heavens open up and blessings rain down upon you. When you pray the word of God in faith, God will open his hand and rain down favor upon you. He'll end dry seasons in your life. He'll give you a breakthrough and even expedite it. Speaking of expedited breakthroughs, when God's open hand was upon Elijah, the prophet was speeding toward Jezreel. In scripture, Jezreel is a word combination of to sow and almighty. When we put it together in Hebrew, these root words mean God will sow. Listen, there will never be a time when God sows and you don't reap. Divine seed always brings forth abundant harvest. When you pray the word and plant the seed of your desires in the fertile soil of God's providence, he sprinkles his supernatural power over it and causes it to blossom in ways you cannot imagine. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power of that worketh in us. That's Ephesians 3.20 in the King James Version. God will move you out of a season of famine into a season of fruitfulness. He will thrust you out of your dry place and drench you in the rain of his favor. God told me that somebody here has been praying his word 
and believing his promises. Therefore, I've been assigned to give you confirmation that God is opening his hand and causing your breakthrough to manifest with supernatural speed. Some things will be a process. Then there are other things that will happen way faster than you thought possible. Again, when God's hand is open, the heavens open. So prepare your heart to reap a much needed harvest quickly. Speak over yourself right now by faith and declare God has spoken a word over me and he's going to do it quickly. To confirm this prophetic promise that he led me to release, I'm stirring Psalm 147 and 15 in the New International Version as today's sweetener in your cup of inspiration, which says, he sends his command to the earth, his word runs swiftly. As you drink down the contents of your cup, rejoice that God's word runs swiftly, more swiftly than Elijah ran when he was supernaturally empowered to do so, more swiftly than heaven's floodgates opened up to water Israel's land. Because you have prayed his word, your prayer is powerful and will produce wonderful results. Receive it by faith and be encouraged. Now let's pray. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother. Thank you for reminding them that you are the one who ends delays and droughts in response to the believer's prayers of faith. Because they have prayed your word and believed your promises, I rejoice that you are opening your hand and opening the heavens in their favor. I sense in my spirit that you will usher them into a season of extraordinary change and blessings, and you will do it quickly. By faith, I praise you for it in advance and proclaim that it is done. In Jesus' name, amen. Your daily cup of inspiration has been brought to you by Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, where we fuel your faith every day. For more information, log on to yourdailycupofinspiration.com.